Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Honey and Soul. I'm recording this um, a week after I got a dog, so this is going to be really interesting recording this um, and trying to keep her from biting the cords, but no guests this week. I really wanted to start recording again, and I've really been struggling with what to talk about um, because I just, I've been really focused on work lately and making friends in DC. I don't think I talked about this, but I moved to DC about six and a half months ago. It's pretty cool. I think it's a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I knew I'd like it, but this week I wanted to talk about relationships and how past trauma affects that. And I know that that's like a very dark thing, but I've been thinking a lot about how I don't think that we give ourselves enough time to feel. And I read this quote once that was like, you know, if you just let yourself really feel the emotions, that's progress. And that might sound kind of simple, but to me, that's like, I never really did that. I never, when I went through my first breakup, I, it was just kind of, you know, what can I do to heal myself? What can I do to just fix this? I, it, it needs to be fixed. And I never really realized that just, feeling the emotions that comes with that and feeling the emotions that comes with any sort of heartbreak whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship whatever that's still like you moving forward that's you processing things so I just thought that you know crying was a a pain symptom if that makes sense I don't like crying in front of people I don't like making things about myself there's a lot of relationships in my life um, or people that I know who are in relationships their relationships are ending or things aren't going the way that they want them to and you know, hearing my friends be in a lot of pain, all I want to do is be there for them. And I've been trying to kind of remind people of this whole thing, how like crying is a good thing and crying will help you. Um, or maybe not help you, but it just, it's, it is a form of processing. So as much as it sucks to cry about someone or the loss of someone, it does mean, it does mean that your body is processing, your brain is processing what happened. Um, but yeah, so that was something that's something I've been thinking about a lot lately and just, you know, I've been single for a really long time and a lot of the episodes I've been doing lately have been about dating and dating in Boston and now I'm sure I'll be doing one about dating in D.C. Um, and I actually recorded an episode about someone that I had dated uh, while here and I decided not to post it because, you know, I was thinking about it and it was just me ranting about how I was hurt by a situation and it you know it ended up that I'm still kind of in conversation with the person and I don't have anything against them they're a good person all that stuff and just I realized it's more about the fact that like dating sucks just in general um and I think up until now I was like secretly constantly looking for a long-term relationship and looking for that perfect person And now I'm at this point where it's like, I'm really happy with the person that I've become and the things that I'm doing. And if I meet someone who matches that energy, that's great. But if not, you know, I have this dog. Her name is Rhubarb, by the way. Um, Everyone who's met me in DC and well, in my life in general knows about this dog because I will not stop talking about her. Um, (laughs) But anyways, so it was me processing by talking. And I was like, this episode is really more for me because it made me realize that like shit happens and it's really hard to evaluate a situation when you come up with the story just on your own. If that makes sense, like in that case, I thought someone was ghosting me. And I think a lot of that time I just spent like evaluating on my own rather than talking to them. And um, moral of the story is um, technology sucks. Talking stages suck. 
But, like, also, society makes you feel like you have to constantly be in contact with someone. I think, like, Bumble and Hinge and Tinder and Raya and all those things kind of compound that because, like, you know, the first way that you meet this person is by texting them or by messaging them. Um, And so it sets this expectation that you need to be talking at all times. And I love talking to the people that I care about and talking to people I'm interested in. Um, But... It does get annoying every once in a while because eventually you're like, okay, well, I just want to see you in person. Like, in-person communication is always better, in my opinion. Um, but I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be good at texting. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, I have 133. On my computer, this is 177. <laughs> so I don't know what the right number is. But on my phone, I think I have 133 unread text messages. Um, not because you know, there's anyone I don't want to talk to. It's just because I forget to respond. Um, I also don't save numbers. Like if your number is saved in my phone, then I've known you for at least like three or four months. I actually, I had a friend text me a couple weeks ago. So I was supposed to run a half marathon and I ended up getting injured um, and have been working through that. And he had texted me and was like, are you running the half marathon? Cause I want to cheer you on. It runs right by my house. Um, and I hadn't saved his number. <laughs> and so I did the whole, you know, who is this kind of thing. And um, he was like, oh, it's so-and-so. And he had just added my number, too, to text me this. And it just was funny. It's like, I think a lot of us don't save people's numbers. And I think that's hilarious. Um, for me, I've been memorizing area codes. And that's how I figure out who it is. It's really bad. I should be saving people's numbers. If your number is not saved on my phone, I'm so sorry if I ever send you the who is this text. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. I've just been rambling. Anyways, so just, you know, dating has been, it's been interesting. And I think, you know, I spent a lot of time overanalyzing the people that I'm seeing and really measuring them against all of the baggage that I have, which sounds weird, but you know, in past relationships, I've been really burned and I talk about this a lot, but I love therapy and it's been something that has really helped me. And I think that if people can, I think everyone should go to therapy. I think that we all have something we need to work through, whether we know it or not. And I just spent a lot of time processing my emotions and processing what it would be like for me to be in a relationship again because I tend to be the kind of person who gives my all in a relationship which isn't a bad thing but I'm afraid of losing parts of myself in a relationship again and I think sometimes I put this pressure on the people that I date like they have to they have to basically be perfect in order for me to trust them which is kind of crazy because I mean none of my friends are perfect I'm not perfect I mean I've been single for like six years now which is crazy or it's single, you know, dating off and on, but not really anyone seriously. And um, it's funny because I think that I've worked through a lot of trauma and a lot of things in the past year and a half. And now I'm at a point where I, I feel really good, you know, um, but I feel really good on my own. And so it's funny dating a new city and we're getting into hot girl summer. And I think that we just don't, at least I don't, I didn't give myself enough credit for a lot of the things that I had to work through. And now... Even today, I had this moment where I was like, am I ever going to really be able to be in a relationship again? Because just, you know, are we ever really done working through trauma? And I think it's more like finding someone that you can just kind of be yourself with. And maybe they're not perfect. Maybe you're not like I'm not looking for someone who can give me absolutely everything right now because I am still working on things. I'm still I'm freaking I'm 24. You know, so I'm figuring out things in my life and 
I think that, you know, working through trauma while being in a relationship is possible. And, like, working through your trust issues is impossible without, you know, moving forward and dating other people. And the thing about that is um, I was talking to someone back in, I think it was February, and my mom said this really great thing because I said – I was nervous that I was catching feelings, right? And I told her, I was like, you know, what if this doesn't work out? Like my, I have major trust issues um, when it comes to romantic relationships. And I was really worried about like catching feelings and putting kind of all my eggs in one basket to say, not that I was really doing, well, I kind of was, let's be honest. I was, when I catch feelings, I like zero in on a person, but, um, and at the time, my mom was like, you know, at one point, you have to stop blaming so-and-so. Um, this is a past relationship. And start just work. You have to work through your trust issues. You just have to do it. And it was a really good point. And, you know, I keep saying that dating sucks. But at the same time, it's like I've learned a lot about myself from the dates that I've gone on, from the men that I've dated. And I just... I realized a lot about what I need and what I want from someone, um, as well as just there are a few things that I really need from someone. And the bar's on the floor, you know. It's like I just want someone that I can really have a good time with and spend time with. And I don't think that that's too big of an ask. I think that you know, I could definitely find that person. I think I've you know found a couple people along the way, <laughs> um, but it's just. Between, like, working through shit in therapy and the pandemic and moving to a new city, the biggest thing that I've learned so far is just that life is really, really short. And if you find people that entertain you and if if there's someone that you want to spend time with, just fucking do it. As long as they're, you know, respecting you. (laughs) Obviously. That's, like, (laughs) that's the big red. You know, in all red letters, make sure they respect you or whatever. I don't know. I think we just put, I put too much pressure on someone being perfect and someone fitting the bill completely. And I, I just, I think it's overrated. I think that people are imperfect. I think that shit's going to happen. Um, people are going to be busy. They're going to ghost you. Things are going to happen. And I just, I said that twice, but you know, if there are people who like aren't hundred percent perfect and you do want to spend time with them, it's hot girl summer. So my opinion is just do it. Um, anyways, this is just a lot of rambling about my experiences and I just kind of wanted to come on here and talk about it because I think that we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and then to find someone perfect and it's like that's not that's not what life is and if I've learned anything from my 24 years of life it's that you know sometimes there's just cool people that you want to hang out with and they may not be exactly what you need in the future but that doesn't mean they're not what you need right now and I think once we stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to find perfection and to find people that, you know, are completely exactly what we want them to be, I think then we can start to breathe a little easier and to live a little better. And, you know, I always say my philosophy is I work to live when it comes to my job, even though I love my job and I'm very career driven. But my whole thing is, you know, I work to, I'm working to eventually, you know, have enough to live a good life and I also want to have a badass career but that's I mean two different things but I also think that we work on ourselves to live better you know it it applies to work and it applies to our personal lives too there's no reason why you can't do both at the same time you know 
It's not like you're working on yourself and then you live and then you're happy. That's not how these things go. Like you're not working a nine to five and then living your life. You're do you're doing it in tandem. So I think the biggest thing for this is from this episode, what I want people to, you know, focus on is that at the end of the day, you're working on yourself every day and you are growing every day. And like I said before, sometimes people are there just for the present time. They might not be there in the future, but they're what you need right now. One thing that someone in my past said to me that I will forever think about and believe in is that sometimes it's about, you know, what someone brought into your life, not how much time they spent in it. Um, and I think that's a really beautiful way to look at things. So I also want to talk on this episode about, um, hot girl summer. Um, I recently was in Miami and I made this margarita. This is, um, this is just to talk about, I love tequila and I think I've talked about that on here, but I just wanted to share this recipe because as we're heading into hot girl summer, there has to be a hot girl summer drink. You know, we all have one. And (laughs) so I have two. Um, One was when I was in Miami, my friend Brando and I were in charge of making drinks one night. So naturally, um, we decided that we were going to make margaritas um, because we both love tequila. Why not? So um, we made this we made a juice out of cucumber, jalapeno, and lemon juice, um, and some water, and then we added some sugar, blended that, and then strained it, and then I think we added like a shot and a half of tequila, and then I don't think we did any seltzer for that. You can do seltzer though. I I would, a little bit at least, and then we added um, a bit of lemon juice. Uh, we also then added a little bit of extra tequila naturally because you can never have, well, you can't have too much tequila, but we made our drinks very strong. That's, those are delicious. They're refreshing, super good. Um, I recommend putting tahine and um, some lime, like a little lime wedge. The other drink that I made a couple weeks ago that I found on TikTok because everything I find is on TikTok usually was this, what do they call it? It was like a tequila rosé spritzer. So it was tequila, rosé, um, grapefruit juice, lime juice, and a little bit of agave, some seltzer, and I think that was everything. Um, but it was so good. And so I put it in these old tequila bottles and just had it as like a mixer and put it in the freezer before we went outside. And honestly, we were sitting on the roof. It was like 60 degrees in D.C. It's finally warming up. And I got to say, if you're looking for a summer drink, if you're looking for like a rooftop bar kind of vibe, I highly recommend it. Um, oh, my favorite tequila is probably probably Espolón. Not that anyone asked. But anyways, that's the episode for this week. Um, I'm going to try to be more consistent because I do enjoy doing this. And I appreciate everyone who listens to it. Also, this is fun for me. I'm just talking into a microphone while watching my dog try to eat everything in my apartment. Anyways, um, yeah, that's all. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.